I was young, there was a particular, this is probably like anytime anyone asks me what one of my more negative experiences. When I was a kid, I had uh, an entity that would follow me essentially. And it's almost like, and that's another thing that um, all of my closest medium friends have had in common is there's like one, one guy or one thing that just latches on when they're young and they are waiting for an opportunity to either get something from you or takes, you know what I mean? There's just some kind of weird, um, sick connection that happens sometimes between an entity and a young medium. born with unique gifts. But what if those gifts are the gift of sight, sound, and sense for something otherworldly? For our friend Peyton Reynolds, that's what she embodies. This unique ability to see, sense, and even speak to the dead. In our sit-down with Peyton Reynolds, we learn how she controls and hones in on her gifts and how she's carried them into this crazy city of Hollyweird. If you remember from part one of Is Our Job Haunted by the Ghost of Charlie Chaplin, Peyton was part of the first class of students that moved into the haunted dorms at my current job. We'll learn the stories and the experiences and also the entities that she's made communication with on that property. Are they still there? Have they moved on? What messages did they have for Peyton? Who are they? Well... It all ties together in part three of Is Our Job Haunted by the Ghost of Charlie Chaplin. Let's get Holly weird as we conjure up some spirits and stories with Peyton Reynolds and her spirit guides. The episode and interview you're about to listen to was recorded via Skype, so please pardon any in and out sounds, muffs, or any glitches that you might hear during this recording. Now, let's get Holly weird. Hey boo, hey guys, welcome back to Hollywood Paranormal. We have a great treat. If you guys have not listened to any of the Is Our Job Haunted by the Ghost of Charlie Chaplin, then stop this episode and listen and get caught up to those episodes because you're in for a big surprise. So in the first episode, I want to say uh, back in 2018, we sat down with a student, Katie McFarlane, who was an RA. I know we miss our Katie, who was an RA at the dormitories of our of our job well now Bryce's former job and um 
we've been hearing a lot of circulations of ghost stories going around campus. And it turned out it not only happened to one student, but it happened to this entire class of 2018. And we have one of the alumni from the class of 2018. We have Peyton Reynolds. Peyton is an actress. She is also a former uh, alumni of our, well, our job. And also she has a very unique and very special gift. And it's pretty much, uh, Peyton, I guess you can say like you see dead people, right? Yeah, yeah, essentially that's what it comes down to. <laughs> it's really funny because uh, people are always like, what do you, what do you call yourself? And it's like, I don't know. Like, you know, it's You're just like, the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, definitely, like I, I'd say also um, just basically like an em empath kind of a gift or just a, mm -hmm. uh, Kind of knowing what people sometimes are feeling or thinking to a degree where it's almost like I can hear it. Obviously, I'm well, not for me, I don't like hear straight words often, but you know, it's just kind of like a connection. You just sense people in a certain kind of level, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. You're yeah. kind of like I would describe you as a Swiss Army knife of psychics and media. Yeah, exactly. That's I love that. I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead. Yeah. But you encompass every path. Like you're empathic and you're also uh you have one of the clairs, like your clair audience, clairsentient, clairvoyant. Yeah. Yeah, so you embody a lot of little gifts that, you know, a lot of us do carry, but, you know, we're not too open or it's not that strong, unlike other people. Right. So, Peyton, let's just jump into it. Tell okay. us our, your journey with your gift and when did you find out, like, how old were you when you found out, like, you're different and you see dead people? Right. Okay. So this is actually really funny because especially when I was younger, it was almost like there was never another option, if that makes mm. sense. Like when mm -hmm. I was that age and, you know, you're taking in the universe and learning, oh, this is what everything is. It was just always a thing. So I never really was like, um, oh, okay, I have this now. You know, right. like never unlocked, you know, at any age or anything like that. Um, I'd say maybe when I was like, oof. I always feel like I always say everything happened when I was four, but <laughs> over done it was when I was four. I was very young. And wow. I remember my uncle had recently passed away. Oh. And um, like, I never really had a good relation. Well, I never really knew him. And I had heard that he had had a lot of problem with alcohol and things like that. Oh. Like he was kind of an angrier guy, at least oh, at no. the time of his death. And um, I remember... I was, uh, like I had, I was asleep on the couch in the living room. And I think that was when I had my first auditory experience where I just full out heard someone speaking that wasn't there essentially. And that is interesting too, because there are times, um, every spirit at every different moment either has an ability to manifest to a certain degree, you know, they basically, can be in control of how much they let you see, you know, so that's how, that's how you become startled, things like that. Even when you know what's going on, you know, you might not feel something there and then you just hear, you know, a little voice go through and then it's gone. You know what I mean? So things can happen very quick like that. Um, that was my first experience with that. Um, but as a child, even 
at the very beginning of my memories, I remember uh, certain things being there, you know, when I'm alone and me just feeling like a presence or like something either soothing or scary and things like that. And every uh, medium I speak to has a similar experience with their youth where it was just like con- like an omnipresence almost. You know, you're oh, never gosh. really alone when you're young. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because especially like as you grow and as you start to develop your gifts and you do kind of become aware of, oh, this isn't like not everybody has this or does it to this degree. You kind of have to put things on lock, you know, you have to kind of like take control and wrangle them a little bit because you have to live your life. You know what I mean? You have to go on and, you know, be able to have a conversation with someone and, you know, not be in pain all the time. Like, you know, there's a lot to it. So for sure, that's the hardest part I'd say. And then when you're an adult and, you know, you've done that for long enough, it's, Pretty, pretty easy. <laughs> there are times yeah, there. yeah because but. you're more mature and you're you've known right. how to strengthen your ability and exactly. to hone in. When you're a child, you're so you're like a sponge and you have exactly. no control. And exactly. Lord knows what things can come up and surface when you're that young because they know or it knows that you don't have control over it yet. So they could exactly. fuck with you, which is really, really scary. That is, and yeah. it's it's funny you say that too because uh. When um, I was young, there was a particular, this is probably like anytime anyone asks me what one of my more negative experiences oh, are. No. When I was a kid, I had uh, an entity that would follow me, essentially. And it's almost like, and that's another thing that um, all of my closest medium friends have had in common, is there's like one, one guy or one thing that just latches on when they're young. And they are waiting for an opportunity to either get something from you or take, you know what I mean? There's just some kind of weird, um, sick connection that happens sometimes between an entity and a young medium. And um, at least in my experience. Not be creepy in the afterlife. Like, come on. (laughs) I know. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, is it comes down to like, again, just when you can get to that point of shutting it down, you know, mm. I mean, Lord knows, I hope that when I do cross over, that's not the first thing I see, because I will be right. <laughs> a creeper ghost or a flasher uh, ghost, I'll, I'll I would be pissed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I only for the ghost of Rock Hudson and no one else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally door open, all hours. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so what happened with this creeper ghost? What did he try to do? He just tried to scare you or? It's almost like um, because the ultimate fear of anybody who's dealing with any kind of entity is obviously going to be a spiritual attack, which is when that's going to come down to when, you know, potential possession, um, you know, potentially suicide, uh homicide, things like that, you know, it could get to that degree. Um, So when you're young and you have that openness and you're also sensitive, you know, just like you said, you know, you're a kid, they almost smell that there's something in you or something that's like extra open and they will start to present themselves to you. 
And over time, just like any gradual spiritual attack, it starts to wear you down. It starts to um, scare you. It makes you feel like, am I crazy? Um, how come, you know, how come this is happening? Why, why is it always there? Is it an omen? You know, you just start, everything starts moving. And that's their ultimate goal in my experience is to tear you down to a point where they can easily overcome your essence essentially and then from there you know uh it's up to them what their ultimate goal is but it's it's not good usually (laughs) so yeah uh, yeah so that's that's something I've noticed has happened with a lot of again with a lot of my medium friends also is that's something you kind of had extra as a kid and then ultimately um I remember maybe when I was a teenager uh, that got really to a point where I was like, I have to stop this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like it was really starting to get bad because, you know, that it just every time something in your actual life is happening, they hone in on that. You know, it's just of like course. when you're yes, a teenager, you're, you're going through exactly your hormones, your puberty, um, you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And just like hating life, like the ultimate mm-hmm. angst, <laughs> you know, it's, and yeah. it's so easy to give into that when you're going through all that and then you have this thing that's always scaring you you don't feel safe um and this is actually funny because to this day anyone who's who lives with me uh knows this about me I like always shut doors uh I don't know it's just a thing that's like yeah kind of come from that because it's easier I can almost be lazier in a way especially if it's not my own home like for instance at Ada. Um, I didn't have the option to shut a door, which was hard for me. Or I think we always like, I can't remember if I didn't have the option to shut the door or, or me and a roommate always argued about shutting the door. It was one of those. <laughs> but, yeah. But either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it it's not my home though, you know, so I don't have the ability to go and like set protection out everywhere and like, you know, this is, this is all my space, you know, and it's, it's got a constant influx of energies, like people Mm -hmm. inviting things, people, things like that. So, um, I forgot why I brought that up. Oh yeah. The doors. So whenever I live in my own space or, um, or something like that where I need to close off, I always shut doors. Like right now I have uh, two roommates, Zane and Nathan, so it's not necessarily just my house. Um, oh, I love them. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're great. I love I them too. I who you live with. Oh, oh my God, God. Zane and Nathan? Oh, <laughs> tell them hi for us. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they're actually away in Florida right now, but um, they're having a little fun time and I'm excited for them to get back. Yeah. Are they going to get married? Are they engaged now? Dude, I, I mean, I'm definitely not going to be surprised if it happens. I, I love Nathan. I, sorry, guys. <laughs> These are also alumni from when we were working at the school, and they were just—they're just, they're just a, a, an adorable, adorable couple. Yeah, they're the, they're total sweethearts. They just they're have so just such big hearts. They're they just do. Awesome. Oh, a hundred percent, they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so. From your youth up to your teens, I mean, did you ever speak with your family about what you were seeing or try to get some light of maybe if this is something that had been passed down from generation to every other generation or? Right. Um, 
that's again it was one of those weird things that was almost unspoken for a long time mm-hmm. um and now as an adult i know that both of my parents have uh some type of connection ability my mom oh, for wow. sure oh. is, yeah my mom for sure is a sensitive um and uh my dad actually i'm learning more uh, I guess what people would consider witchcraft now is mm-hmm. things he likes to do, you know, like commuting with nature and, uh, you know, like just weird things that I'm like, are you, are you doing, are you doing witchcraft right now? And I didn't know for like all these, <laughs> you know, yeah. but how it is like so many things, like, because we've sort of gone past like a post early nineties witchcraft phase where like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the craft, it's not Buffy and like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love those Oh, yeah. (laughs) But now, like, as someone who was raised so, like, afraid of witchcraft, and then in talking with our friend Zachariah the Witch, like, so many things that you just do that, like, you would consider, like, tradition, or, like, you label them as, like, safer, more, like, PC terms, is witchcraft. Like, I, every, every new year, I always have, like, a bonfire, and I, like, I guess you would call it set intention or like reflect on the past year. I do the same thing with my birthday and like reflect on the past year and like yeah. burn something. Hi, what do you yeah. think that is? Like, what do you think you're doing? Like, <laughs> don't yeah. know to label it things. Yeah, that's exactly right. And like, I mean, just every, you know, everyone, even on New Year's as an example, you know, just uh, the idea of um, New Year's resolutions, that in itself is witchcraft that's setting the intention for this is what I want to change you know just like you said you know and there's so many things so many things oh yeah Um, even singing happy birthday is which considered like witchcraft exactly oh yeah yeah so um it turned out that like you know I didn't know it at the time because especially in society you're so disillusioned into like well, that's a storybook. That's not real. You know, witchcraft <laughs> is a thing. And so you're like, you know, you find other ways of doing it because it's something that lives in you. Just like acting, you know, like they always talk about it. It's something you can't get away from. You know, there's just this thing inside you that's like there and it's going to manifest itself one way or another, whether you're acting or not, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with, um, I think, with like magic and uh, and um, mediumship and just that connection with the universe in a way. Um, cause even, even just that desire we have in us with, to connect with nature and just to, you know, uh, breathe in the air and just, uh, you know, any, anything like that, you know, that, that's just some, that's part of us that is that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there was one moment going back to your question, mm-hmm. uh, um, when I was in sixth grade. My mom and I went on the North Carolina battleship. She was like a chaperone with like a school trip. And uh, there was this really weird guy. This is like. Oh, <laughs> no. Was, no, that was fun. Okay. <laughs> Anytime you start with there was this weird guy, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> There's a weird dude. It's going to be some weird creeper energy right here. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was like 
classic because, you know, a bunch of sixth graders were like, oh, this guy, he's like, you know, making fun of him and stuff. And he was talking about the history of the land and like uh, the battles and, you know, the blood and the land, things like that. And he like probably was like yeah. missing an eye. You know? <laughs> like, he just yeah. To those guys. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Peg leg. Um, not really, but, and, uh, <laughs> he stopped us like me and my mom at the end of the thing. And everyone was kind of ahead. And he was like, you guys both have something about you. I can smell it on you. It was like talking about, it was right out of a horror movie. It was so wow. funny, but we both like, in, instead of, you know, usually your instinct would be like, okay, yeah, well, all right, nice meeting you. We both were like vibing with this guy, you know, even though he might've looked scary and this and that, we were both like. Yeah, there's something going on. And uh, anyways, that was the first time we went on the boat. We were in the kitchen. And uh, my mom actually noticed it first. And she was just kind of like uh, stopped us again. The people had gone a bit ahead. And she pulled me back and she was like, there's something. Do you feel that? Do you feel something in here? And I was like, I took a second because we had never done that like together as a unit. You know, that was the first time that you know, we had both said it and we were going to like, see if we felt it. And I did, I started to feel it. And then I started to man or not manifest, but I saw the, um, chef sitting at the table and, uh, then he was quickly up and by like the pots and pans. it was just like basically seeing images suddenly when I zoned into it. And, uh, then we were like shook about that the whole time we were like, all excited like there's something going on here because they weren't talking about anything like that on the tour they were just like this is where the soldier or the you know the guys put yeah. on their and um then we got to the end and it was the gift shop and it was like the hauntings of the north carolina battleship and we were like oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were so stoked. and we grabbed it and i was like going bought it and i was looking through it and um i think it turned out that a missile uh, had hit, um, a big, uh, like where all the guys were sleeping or something like that. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but basically there was a huge devastation to that and the kitchen where the chef was at the time and he had perished. Um, and then I think there was even like a ghost adventures that eventually came out about it. Uh, and I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, look, look, look. Um, and I think they had things happen in the kitchen. Basically it turned out the kitchen was like, some stuff was happening. Yeah, that yeah. was the most active part. Yeah, exactly. And um, I remember seeing uh, apparitions of like men in nautical uh, or one man in a really formal nautical attire. And I don't know All if right, he was I'll like the address for this location. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just like need to go. You would love to go. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I just think I need to do my first ghost investigation there specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be brave. Yeah. Bryce likes a man in uniform. Well, you yeah, know, that's exactly. right. Yeah, he, he was not bad looking. I mean, if See? We're gonna... come on now, ghost. No. Have you ever seen some of those pictures of those, like, sailors and men in military back in the 40s? Thirsty. Thirsty. Oh, yeah, and they know it, too, like, the way they're posing. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh hell yeah. Their little weights and their <laughs> smooth little features, girl. Come yeah. on, I know. they're always like, uh, what is it? Uh, on fleek, they're just so like mm -hmm. snatched. That's it, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I no, but yeah, it's uh, it's funny. You do, you run into like attractive spirits, and you're like, mm, 
<laughs> is that weird well, that I think that? <laughs> yeah, so like small talk. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been dead? That's like so we finally found the line. That's what, where I cease to be afraid. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for sure. You see, Big like, old tour. Yeah, have you seen those stories about like uh, that lady who married like a pirate ghost or whatever? Oh it's my like, gosh. Yeah. It's like, like I, I really want to believe that story. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm like, okay, this is a little too much. Yeah. yeah, they got divorced apparently too, which is like oh. she was like, and then afterwards she's like, yeah, don't marry a ghost. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I tried it. Uh, don't recommend. I don't recommend that. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of off of that though. It's so interesting, like the difference in experience. Like you were just kind of talking about it, but like the difference in experience when you have support around you mm-hmm. and when you can like corroborate and confirm like with your mom with like others you were talking about like that is such a game changer so that you're not having to like walk the path alone oh my gosh and, like that's... i'm the crazy one i'm the problem it's like oh god no 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 yeah that's absolutely true like that's uh just like you said a game changer and that's what i always say when i uh preach that like i do believe everybody has these abilities mm-hmm. and uh it's the difference is just that support and how crucial that is. Um, just going back to like, you know, like we said before, you know, people being like, oh, witchcrafts, you know, a storybook, you know, it's the same thing, you know, oh, you, there's no, uh, you don't have an imaginary friend or like, right. you know, that's, you're just imagining things. There are no monsters in the closet. That, that one fucked me up as a kid. I'm sorry if I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> No, no, no. You had a monster in your closet for realsies? Yeah, that's the thing. It's not like they're literally in the closet, but things they are scary you know what I mean and you'll have um a door open or like something creaked and you'll be like uh you know there's something actually there standing over your parent's shoulder you know and they're like no there's no monster here you know and it's like okay (laughs) you know um actually just just because that made me immediately think of this one story I have this is actually probably the point I was talking about in terms of that one entity that followed me around all the time. This was the deal breaker. Um, I think I was like 16 or 17 and uh, I was asleep in my room and um, I'd left the door open. Mm -hmm. I don't know why for some reason, because I never did. I had the door open and I was just like resting or something. Suddenly, um, my uncle, who I always feel a connection with, I never met him. My other uncle, not the one I spoke about before. Oh, sure. Um, he had passed when he was like 18 in some tragic thing. I never met him, but I've always felt some kind of spiritual connection with him. And uh, I started to see him above me. It was, it was everything went fuzzy. And then uh, that was disorienting in itself because that's not a common thing for me. And then there was like this white shape above me and it started to lower. And uh, at this point, it was almost like what people would probably think is sleep paralysis, but I was not asleep. Like I had never gone, gone to sleep. I started to realize that like, oh, I 
am held down. There's like an oppressive thing here. Oh. And I was like, well, what is this? You know, this is my uncle. Like, what's happening? And then it started to change and started to become a really dark, uh, I don't know if I had said before, but it was kind of a white uh, luminescent thing. It started to change and get gray and then get darker. And then I started to recognize the energy of that entity that uh, I was talking about. <clears throat> and I was held down and I just started screaming, oh. um, which I don't usually do. Usually when I have a negative experience with the spirit, I just deal with it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, cool. I'm like, okay, I'm going to address this. I'm going to not address it, whatever I need to do. But in this particular time, because this entity has such a way with me, they get to know you in such a dark way. It's like, they're oh, so no. yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, like I said, I was 16 or 17 too. I wasn't like a kid and I started just screaming for help. And, uh, my brother ran in first and I was just like, it's got me. <laughs> I was just saying like, it's got me. It's got me. Like I need help. Uh, I need help. And, um, I, it just, I started to kind of try to relax and just gain composure. And at that point, uh, I think he had ran for my mom and, uh, I started to just be like, I need to right now, I need to like rebuke her. Like she's got to be gone. Like I got to get rid of her right now. And, um, I just was able to get the, the momentum and the courage in that moment to get my strength back. But then once she was gone, it was like, I was so scared. I was like, I, d I don't want to do that again. Oh my I'm God. like done with this lady. <laughs> I say lady. She obviously she's an entity, but she often appeared to me as a woman. That's why I say that. Oh, wow. I was going to say. I thought <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just some old lady. No way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I was just like so done. And that was another, maybe only the second time me and my family had a, a talk about it. You know, it was yeah. just, like I said, that unspoken thing. We all knew we kind of had different degrees of uh, gift, maybe you'd say. But mm -hmm. um, uh, that was the only other time I was like, I need to be done. Like, this is horrible. Like, uh, uh, I can't do this anymore. And that was <clears throat> kind of when I realized that really the best ultimate way it sounds easy but it's really not is to just take control you have to just say you know i'm not letting you in yeah. you know and and for me a physical representation of that became closing my door so that's why now to this day i close my wow. door things like that because it's like this is my space if you're out there that's fine I know you out you're out there but this is where I am right now and I'm not 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 open for business at the moment that's you know, good. yeah so that's just crucial crucial in the development of um, a medium I you think. know how to set your space you know how to take control of it and that's part of the process from what I've heard other mediums yeah. say exactly yeah, especially in my apartment. Like, I've had a couple of mediums tell me, oh, yeah, you have this young man outside. I'm like, yeah, it's this young man that committed suicide, but he won't, in our apartment complex, but he won't leave. Yeah. And they've gotten him to the T, Peyton. Like, they described him to the T. And, um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's so funny because they're like, yeah, you know, they, ever since doing this podcast, I feel like I've gotten more and more open, especially with my investigations. And, yeah, sure. I, 
and things just like, I guess they try, they really dip their toe with me and they're like, Hey girl, can you let me in this door? I'm like, no, we're not going to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing too, is it's, you automatically become a beacon. The more open you are, the more they're like, Oh, are you here to listen? And you're like, no, yeah. Yeah. Maybe next week, like I'll pencil you in. I I tell them, I tell them outside. I even say it outside and freak me out. She's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, you're not welcome in here. (laughs) Except for you, Mia. You're not welcome in here. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it everywhere you are. I do. I'm probably like this weird. I don't care. I'm I'm always weird. But. <laughs> but that is the thing is like ultimately, and you know, you had mentioned earlier, Peyton, but like so much of it is about setting boundaries, which is already a journey. I think as humans that yes. we have to learn how to do. Like when you're little, you don't have that authority. Like your parents are telling you you're in school from like this time to this time. Like you have so little control, and we have to learn as adults even interpersonally like these are boundaries that like I set for myself and like it is so scary because there is sort of this romanticized like Hollywoodified view of the spiritual world and you see like all these movies and they're like being levitated and they have all this power whatever it ends up being it is very like idealistic and you have to like learn like no you have to set boundaries you have to guide where your comfort level is or like you can get very deep in the river without knowing it Mm -hmm. oh absolutely yeah and uh, there was even a time roughly around that point where I ended up shutting it off for so long that I was worried I had lost my abilities um I like tried to reopen it after I think it would it turned into maybe years I can't even remember now but it was a very long period of time I was like I'm I'm just like you got to be VIP. Like, I'm not talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up feeling kind of like empty. Like I talked about before, there's something that, you know, you just kind of have to let out. And I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. I'm going to dip my toes back. I'm going to start to like, you know, reopen and things like that. And um, that was really hard. I I had a really hard time getting back into the flow after having it shut off for so long, which was uh, something I didn't anticipate happening for me. Um, But fortunately, I'd say after working on it again, it, you know, came back even more so, even stronger, where I had more control, you know, just by, I guess, playing with those levels. Maybe that's how that happened. But um, I'm grateful. I was really worried. You know, it felt weird just being like, why can't I do these things that I used to be able to do? You know, this and that. Um, like when I was younger, I could see auras really easily. And uh, that was something I just couldn't do at all anymore. Wow. I could, like kind of get an idea of it, but like I couldn't see it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the way it was. And I was like, did I grow out of it? Did I like miss my chance? Yeah. You know, but um, fortunately, that wasn't the case. And, you know, now I I've got con- good control and things like that. I don't remember why I said that, why I brought that up, but that's that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's really cool that you even brought up like ores because uh, we had Callie on a while ago and when she was young, she, she even set, shared the same story. She would tell her aunt, I, I would see color. Yeah. I, I would see a lot of color and she would always see color purple and I would say, oh yeah, that's the highest chakra. Like cons- like in the seventh chakras, that's your, like, your third eye technically. Right. 
So that's the highest like kind of form of color of your chakra. But that's really cool that you see a lot of that. So yeah, when you see, uh, I mean, technically the dead or these uh, other worldly beings, like how do they appear to you? They, they, do they appear to you like in a human like form or shadow or mist? It's uh, it's kind of varies on each individual spirit. Um, some of them are real open, and you just sense right away that they're like, I know I'm dead. Like I'm just chilling, you know. <laughs> like I just want you to see me. Uh, you know, here's what happened to me. If you're interested, but if not, I'm just gonna like go roam around this room for a while. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there are uh, some that are have like a youthful shyness to them. Um. And those might appear as like a an apparition or it also depends on me, honestly, too, like um, m- more so than just like any boundaries I might set. Uh, set. I might be really low energy. Um, mm-hmm. I might only have energy enough to barely keep myself awake. And yeah. then, you know, it's kind of like Peter's in and out, you know, or it's even so simple as just, oh, I know something's here. I know I can't feel I can't see it, but I'm for sure there's something here. Maybe like you know, then you talk about the things you can pick up on, you know. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a thing. Um, uh, I've seen full body, mist, shadow, shadow people. That's uh-huh. like that's a big one again in your youth. So so Peyton, tell us your take on shadow people. I know I want to put a pin on this, but I'm sure Bryce and I are like. Wait, we want to know your definition of it. Because I'm always being asked, like, what are shadow people? I'm like, there's no conclusive answer. I'm going to tell you that. That's what's so tricky about it. Because they're constantly on that line of, did I just actually see that? You know, and that's, that's the whole thing about it is it's like everyone wants to go oh I'm sure I just saw something like I'm sure it's not really there you know that's just the line everyone jumps there first either because they're too afraid (laughs) to admit that maybe it really was something or they're just you know non-believers or whatever it might be right Uh, but definitely in my experience I've I I've run into a lot of shadow people um it's it's just an easy way for them to appear I feel but uh oftentimes also in my experience I have not run into any positive shadow figures that's just me personally um I've heard of people who've had uh pos- or people from life end up as shadow figures but I don't I've never had that experience personally. Because being a ghost, if you want to look like a shadow person, black is definitely a slimming color. So there you go. They want to look. <laughs> That's why I wear black all the time. Yeah. I mean, seriously, come on. <laughs> I'm just planning for my future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're real Californian is when you're really? you black, no matter how hot it gets, you're like, and? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the shadow man with the hat. He has personality, all right? He has personality. Yeah. That's all it is. The feather. And you're yeah, like, oh, it enhances his jawline. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people, like, you're right. People, the fear is the thing that first pops up in your mind. And people immediately, and this is, I bring this on to a lot of these ghost hunting shows, demon. You know, they say, oh, no, it's demon. It's evil. Yeah. You know, and I'm and I would always ask him, well, what did it, what did this thing do to you? It just stood there, and then it disappeared. I'm like, oh yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they just, yeah, that's the first place anyone goes, and yeah, that's something too. Like in terms of, um, I remember when you first messaged me, like 
ages ago mm. about the Charlie Chaplin thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you asked me, uh, I think just flat out, like, is Charlie Chaplin haunting the school? And I think I remember saying something along the lines of like, there are spirits everywhere all the yeah. time. Like mm. they are all around us, you know, it's like almost everywhere is haunted to me. <laughs> you know what I it's mean? Especially here in Hollywood, which yeah. we could jump into right now. So let's go into this next chapter. You're packing up, you're ready to go to Hollywood. You're going to go to the school, you move into the dormitories and you guys are the first class of students to move into these dorms. And I want to say, I I think a month into it, and maybe for you, Peyton, it was probably shorter than that, that people started experiencing something unusual in the dormitories. And you instantly have the answer to a lot of what's going on because you're like, yeah, there's a lot of things here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Let's just put it, you know, properly. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us uh, about this transition into Hollywood and and what happened in the dorms. Okay, so um, I had like, you know, let's say I'm packing up. I was super excited to come to L.A. I actually hadn't considered at all that uh, <laughs> it's such a historic place and that I might encounter that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got there and it was obviously like, not only the overwhelming energy of just different uh, spirits and the history of the land, but also just all the people, you know, that was something I had to adjust to as well was just kind of like, that's a lot of energy at any given one, one moment. 100%. You feel a vibe here. It's like, it's so palpable. Exactly, exactly. And uh, so that took adjustment. And like, you kind of ride on it at first. It's like exciting because everybody out here has a dream, you know, Mm -hmm. on the street or, or, uh, you know, rich in like a high rise, you know, everyone's, everyone's got something whether they're living it or not that they want. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, like you said, just really palpable. And you write on that and it kind of like gives you a buzz for a while. And then it starts to be like, OK, OK, all right. You know, <laughs> you, know you start to again. Have Why to am I crying all the time? Why am I so exhausted? <laughs> right. Why I've ever drank in my life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, and then when I arrived on campus, <clears throat> the first thing I noticed, actually, yeah, I didn't notice it so specifically in the dorms but I just noticed it in the buildings like every building I went into I felt a different like boo that's the thing you know mm-hmm. what I mean it all right. it had their own uh energy to it and um you know I'd, I'd see apparitions cutting through uh feel just general like oh, okay there's a couple things going on here um and the garage, I almost always had some kind of interaction in the garage. Oh, um, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Was it on, the, sec- on the, the last level of the garage where the gym is, right? Is that where you're talking about? Or is it the I, I, of course, definitely had it there. Uh, that's oh, like no. begging to like, you know, for that. But then also just the other floor on the way, like going to the dorms, you know, from mm-hmm. class the dorms i had a lot of experiences there too um most of mine were with the security guard similar experiences (laughs) yeah that's like a different kind of experience oh yeah and his pants 
<laughs> oh, those pants, girl. You know how I feel about those pants. I'm going to time out here. Uh, he looking really good. He's been buffing up, just an FYI. Oh, uh-oh. I'm going to have to come visit. Yeah, definitely go say hi to him. He's there. I always make it an effort to say hi and just admire. So. <laughs> yeah, dang. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> You can ask me if I'm being haunted. <laughs> so, yeah. imagine if this whole time it just turned out he was a ghost. <laughs> Turn- Wait, what security guard? <laughs> Turns into a lifetime movie. I was haunted by the ghost security guard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd be into it. It'd be fine. So you move in and you start noticing instantly a lot of energy. So a lot of this is like visiting. It's just beings are these energies that are just kind of passing by the building or is it stuff that's been kind of like settled there again that's a, a kind of one of those things that's tailored individually to the okay. spirit um i have found in uh in my time as an actress i have found that like oftentimes and i'm not trying to freak you out of course but like oftentimes like costume shops yes and uh prop rooms things like that because you know, they see an item and it's a trigger and they're like, oh, this, you know, reminds me of this or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, that was so. true of the theater that I used to work at in Indiana as well. That was one of the first things I noticed, the similarities between like the school and almost all theaters in general is like places that are sort of the late night yeah, gatekeeper kind of Totally, totally. Activity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've found that in like any uh, tech kind of areas, um, catwalks, uh, stages in general or theaters, uh, um, in my experience, are often haunted by somebody. And like, you know, you don't, a spirit doesn't need to have died in a place to inhabit it. And right. I think that's kind of a common misconception is I think a lot of the times people assume, oh, um, you know, he, where the, where, where's the body then? You know, like, where did yeah. he die? You know, and it's like, no, he just was roaming around. He found something here he liked. And now this is where he hangs out. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's very similar to just a uh, human life, you know, it's just right. where, um, and you might notice them there more frequently because their energy is stronger when they're around things that they're enticed by or excited by. Right. So that's why it may seem that a spirit is staying in one location sometimes when they're not. Of course, there are definitely situations where spirits are trapped or stuck or don't know they're dead, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you know, all individual, again, situations. Um, You kind of mentioned it briefly, but so you, you kind of are just starting at the school and you're kind of noticing these more like general area type things. Yeah. You find that you just became more aware of the layers and the activity, or do you think that it was like ramping up mm. as like more people kind of started to pour in? I I'd say it was in definitely definitely ramping up uh i think you know there was like i think a little bit of construction going on and like obviously they had just put in the apartments which is construction Mm -hmm. in itself and uh i think that's probably what kind of stirred up the individual activity people started to have in the apartments um 
a big one, like I know uh, there was a girl, oops, there was a girl that stayed in our apartment a lot. Um, and it was because uh, what, she liked. What uh, number? Uh, what was your apartment again? Was it 101 or was it 302? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have it was no one idea. Of the apartment. <laughs> it was like, uh, oh my gosh, second floor. Okay. Uh, if here are the steps. All right. I just wanted to know uh, to see if I could correlate uh, which apartment kind of correlates with the new class that experienced a lot of things. Oh, so. yeah, that'd be interesting yeah. to find out. Yeah. Uh, it's um like, okay, so here's the laundry room, and then there was, like, one room, which was the boys, and then our room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think the elevator. Okay. So, if that's helpful. I think it might have been 311, or I'm just, like, totally, like, just <laughs> like out of nowhere, but I think that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, there was a, a girl there. And she particularly liked a lot of the clothes my roommates had. Um, like, she stole Teresa's shoes a couple times and uh, things like that. And uh, I thought it was funny because I think it was like Teresa and I were laughing because um, I think I don't, I'm not like, don't mean this in a bad way at all, but I guess Teresa has like a larger shoe size. <laughs> and, uh, we were thinking it was funny because I, I was like, oh, she loves these shoes because she can't find shoes in her size and she was so excited that these are hers oh Oh, my god she just kind of like her shoes would move around as soon as i told Teresa, she was so funny she was like well she could have them i don't want them then like it's uh, so it's so funny that you say that because the girls the new class in 101 are experiencing things going a lot of things going missing and, yeah. it, and they have, is it the little girl that you've been seeing in, in the dormitories? Is that, is that her or is it another entity? I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was her because uh, she yeah. was very um, uh, klepto. That's the one. Jo- like even my assistant in my shop has to keep tabs on her things. And Russ is like, I have to wear my jewelry because it's my favorite pieces of jewelry. They have sentimental value to it. And if I put it down, it's going to go missing. A lot of girls in that, in 101 have been experiencing a lot of jewelry in particular and stones going missing. jewelry. Hello. Yeah. Seriously. So that yeah, is. Absolutely. Like from what I got to know of her, cause you know, I saw her a lot at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very much materialistic, very much like, any little item she likes or just grabs onto, she's just like, I'm, I want, that's mine now. That's yeah, it's right. like, I would... in West Hollywood. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was her or if it got that's worse. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, um, she, when, when I was there, she was very shy at the time. She was very like, um, because so many new people suddenly, and she's like, uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about this. Very insecure, soft energy. Right. And, um, so she'd like steal, you know, a couple things, steal things in secret. And then especially, and this is something I had no intention of getting around. Mm. I like, mentioned it to someone in my apartment, which might have been foolish of me. And then suddenly everybody was hearing about this. Everybody suddenly knew what I could do, which I didn't want at all. Everybody suddenly knew um, 
you know, oh, the spirits, you know, and then they start to put an energy out. So then it almost started to ramp things up for me at that point at the school because people were all afraid or like people were like putting the little stories in and out. You know what I mean? And people start to put that energy into the world and the spirits feed on that. You know, that's how they get their energy. Um, So anyways, in this particular girl situation, uh, I remember about that time she started leaving our room more like she'd kind of oh, go wow. explore and like kind of walk around the campus and I'd see her places oh. I wasn't used to seeing her um so I would not be surprised if now she's like co- feeling herself and like confident and like okay well they've all got these cool things like yeah. I have all these cool things that I want now and I'm gonna take them you know what I mean like it's gotten it's- pretty bad um I mean, the girls are like, they're hiding their things now from her or they're wearing them and they're going to bed with these (laughs) bracelets and rings on because they're like, literally, even the one that is a non-believer, she's like, I just have to figure out a way not to have it like go missing again. Like what's, what's so funny is as soon as you said that I had such a sense of, uh, she loves that. Yeah, she loves. Uh. <laughs> she loves that they're hiding the stuff. Like she is living. What a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes it even more fun. Is she the young one that, um, according to Rissa, who embodies your same gifts as well? There's two of them that live in 101, and I feel like it's the magnet because of their gifts. Um, they're attracting all this energy. Um, but Rissa picked up that she is a girl that most likely lived around Los Angeles. She may have drowned is what she's getting or had gotten. And she just is that, attra- that's attra- funny to me because oh, when, wow. we were, when we were in the apartment, um, we started having a lot of issues with our water. Um, our shower stopped, had a lot of problems and, uh, we started getting mold. I know there was a mold problem, but ours was like water mold, you know, it started to happen on the ceiling. And I remember for no reason saying, oh, that's her. I I, I didn't have, like, I didn't think it, it just came out. I was like, that's, that's her doing that. You know what I mean? I just had a feeling about, um, her just having some type of asphyxiation or a fix what am I trying to say what's the word affliction well she's obsessed with water liked water a lot yeah (laughs) liked it but like honed in on it a lot if that makes sense so that could be her what what was her age when you were there like Um, she was youthful um I thought she was older I thought she was like maybe 14 yeah but um I could have been mixing them up the spirits yeah, that um, sounds about right. Little that's tangible, like everything is like painting with finger paint, not like a fine pencil. And so, so often I feel it's like, well, I'm getting this kind of sense. It's probably exactly ballpark. Exactly. And like you, something that you had said earlier that like I just realized was like one of my own biases is like I just assumed all spirits always died in the location that they are. Yeah, it's like, a totally yeah, like it makes sense. But it's just so insane because, like, there's so many things, like, Tammy, we talked about, like, oh, it's weird we haven't found anyone that, like, in this area kind of matches this description. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, she just came here. And, like, think about, like, I think about when I was, like, 12 to 14 and I acted like a straight-up 8-year-old. Like, yeah, 
and have like a useful energy or an old soul. Like those are things that we attribute to humans and that doesn't stop just because like they're now stealing our jewelry. Like Exactly. And like the thing too with her is uh like I said, she was such a soft spirit, like yeah. you said. I never saw her as a full apparition. Um she was always just like a presence that I was like, there she's there right now. I can tell that she's standing there. I can't see her, but she's there. Wow. Um, and so that's totally possible, too. I could be misaging her in that way, you know, because she, to me, she was a very, like, with her material things, that's why I got kind of a teen vibe. Really? She's very, like, I want to be pretty, like, I want to wear the, th you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Easily have been a younger girl wanting to dress up, you know, easily could have translated to that as well. I mean, that is so funny. Friends. She has a daughter who's, I think, five or six, and I'm straight up convinced she's 45. Like, yeah. she <laughs> when she looks at you, you're like, where did this 45-year-old come from? And how are you only, and like, even if you're like really looking at her age, she looks like an eight or nine-year-old. She's just really tall for her age. She's spots. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like one of those things where, again, it's not like, we have a the answer lens. like well I know exactly what this is like, oh. yeah exactly exactly but the vibe of her mm -hmm. and what I remember mm -hmm. so distinctly it sounds very much like it could be the same girl I and think she, it is yeah, yeah. it sounds like she's just starting to kind of get um confident get you know yeah. I bet if I returned now maybe I would see a full apparition of her you know what I potentially yeah. it's up to her you know really but, um, like, she was, even when I was there, I could sense her growth, you know, and her kind of. That is so crazy. Oh, my. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps. Like, you know, you're fine. Yeah. Um, because Rissa is saying when when I did the investigation in the dormitory, like there was something there in that room with her, with us. And it was tapping oh. and communicating with us. Um, when you said she likes to get ready, Rissa and the girls would get ready to go out and this entity of the little girl or, or the girl would always be there getting ready with them. And she said something that like really struck a chord with me. She's like, she's here because she died young and she's living, I guess what could have been her teenage college life. That's absolutely the same. That's absolutely. Wow. I'm like, I'm, I'm shook because I didn't see the investigation that you're talking about. Oh yeah. We recorded it and we had it, we have it on our, I think our second or third installment of Is Our Job Haunted? But, um, but yeah, it's, it was just what, everything that she's saying and you're saying so correlate. Um, you even have a story. I remember Katie was telling us the story about the Hannah Montana song popping up while you guys were getting ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about it that. It is my favorite story because the way Katie told it, it was just hilarious. It's just like you guys were listening to like Halsey or something and it was like, it was, it was just it like. Was a total switch. I can't yeah. <laughs> about that because that was one of those moments I was like, wow, she is like, like giving us a show right now because it's so funny too because it when I, I when I'll like sense a spirit you know and then they do something like that there's such showmen like it's so funny to me how some of them just love it they love all the little reactions they love to be like you know and yeah and even if they don't you know, I don't know. There's just something about it. They like that, you know, because even when I, I, I'm familiar with the spirit, they'll catch me off guard. And I think it's just because <laughs> they like that, that vibe, you know, 
Um, but I remember, I, I'm remembering it now. Yeah, something was on the, on the radio and uh, we were all in the room. It was, it was a rare situation where we were all out in the living room. And I think, yeah, maybe Katie was there. Someone else was there maybe. And um, suddenly, yeah, it changed. And I forgot it was Hannah Montana, but it was definitely like a, like I knew it was, I, I don't think it was like the theme to her show. It was just like uh, her song, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. It flipped on and then um, they turned it off and it came back on, if I remember correctly. That was, it was like, it was, I don't know if that's what Katie said because I really can't remember well, but I remember that was crazy when it happened. Everyone ran out of the room. <laughs> Everyone Aww. Love it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What yeah, that's, maybe you so, can refresh. Yeah, so you guys were getting ready. You're about to go out in the town and there was like, music playing in the background, you guys were dancing, singing, getting ready, and then out of nowhere, it started playing a Hannah Montana song, and Katie, like, said that the speaker was connected to the Bluetooth to someone else's That's right, it was a Bluetooth weird thing, that's right. And what was weird is that this girl was like, that's not, Katie was like, oh my god, like, you know, so-and-so, you have this on your playlist, and she says, I don't have... Yeah, I don't have that song. I don't have it downloaded. I don't, I, I've never had the song right. on my phone. That was crazy. I remember that. That was, uh, I'm upset I'd forgot about that because that's one of my, that's like one of the coolest things that's ever happened. Like, yeah. Like, and it then, was so weird. And then you're, you're like sitting quietly in the corner, like putting on your blush. <laughs> and Katie, <laughs> Katie's looking at you and she's like, oh, what is it? And, she, and you're like, it's this girl. <laughs> All of their heads are just like immediately like, are, who's doing this? Like, <laughs> give me the answer. <laughs> yeah, and then she got. I guess the 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 girl spirit got embarrassed. She was like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't cool. Like, I'm not cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I would have been like, homie, let me make you a playlist of music to listen to <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess she loved the girls would always blast Mama Mia. She loved, she loved Mama Mia. She, I guess she likes that, like, um, kind of bubblegummy, like... Uh, yeah, poppin' yeah, music. Yeah, exactly. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Yeah, play some shit <laughs> or something, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but so, I... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you go right ahead. I was just gonna say, I'm glad you reminded me about that. That was a crazy that is- thing. My favorite story out of the whole like group of stories that came out of there was the yeah. Hannah Montana story. Yeah. Um, and then Katie also brought up a very, very intense and scary experience that her and Andrew had in his apartment. And then we had it captured by another student who had taken a picture of the shadow man. Really? So I w- yeah, they caught the picture of the shadow man. I think it was, yeah, I think it was your year, um, but Lysander, I think that was his name, Lysander took a picture of it. He was like, I felt like someone was outside of my apartment, and I took this picture of my balcony, and you can clearly see the shadow man sitting or standing, whether I think it was his reflection inside the apartment with Lysander but it's on our Instagram, guys. You can go and see it. You might yes. have to scroll down a few it it's definitely something interesting that he picked up, but there was this shadow entity that was no bueno. And I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah. I was actually going to say, I remember, um, 
in the dorms, uh, the two most frequent entities that I did, like, see to a certain degree were the girl, because she'd be around me a lot, because um, she liked the clothes, like I said. And then there was an oppressive uh, male spirit on the opposite side of the apartments. Yes. Um, which was, I uh, like, 303, like, uh, I think yeah. that's what it was. And, um, like, around where Kieran and Reese and all them were living. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember they came and asked me about it because they heard about, like, the girl and all this. And they were like, we think there's, like, maybe something in here. And uh, I remember going over and they had, like, several spirits. There was one that was, like, a, just a chill dude. And then there was one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That sounds like the type of energy Kieran and Reese would have had around them. Yeah, it's not oh, funny. Okay. I didn't even like, think about that. The chill surfer ghost. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> beer in the corner. <laughs> Popping a beer. Do you really need to go to class? Have a brewski. <laughs> um, but then there was another one that I would have described as a shadowy uh, presence. Um, it was a, a large uh, man. Um, mm -hmm. Those kind of spirits, to me, to me, it didn't feel demonic, um, but it did feel like a very oppressive, dark, human spirit. Wow. Um, it wow. felt to me that maybe it was someone who was abusive in life, uh, you know, domineering, yeah. aggressive in life, who was getting darker as time went on in the afterlife, if that makes wow. sense. Wow. No, it sounds like it makes sense because it seemed like the more the students were there, the more aggressive he became and more visible yeah. to them. Yeah, he did not. I He did was not a fan of people, especially young people. And that's so weird because there's a bunch of young people in this dormitory. And yeah. I remember Katie told me of this one specific dorm with girls that had a background of sexual and um, physical abuse in their past. So he festered and fed off of them. And that sucks. yeah, and I think there was an issue, I don't know if you heard of the story of the doorbell, but something mm. happened around 3 a.m. One of the apartments, cause the, the way the dorms are laid out, like none of them have doorbells. And this one apartment, they put a doorbell in just I guess, to control whoever was coming in and out of their apartment. Yeah. And they put this ringer on, and for some reason, between, like, two and four, the doorbell would go off. And they thought, oh, someone's playing a trick on us. Open the door, no one's there. They're like, oh, someone's really playing a trick on us. And then one girl's decided, I'm going to look through the peephole. I'm going to stand here and see who it is. The doorbell goes off, like, minutes after she's, like, standing there looking through the peephole. No one's behind the door and uh, I think one of the girls starts to say you know hey Charlie if that's you can you ring the doorbell and the doorbell rang again like right after that command no. so but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the other girl felt like one of the girls that was there witnessing it she's like I just have the ceiling it's not him I just feel like it's something that wants to be him so we could trust it but that's uh classic too that's like so classic like yeah <laughs> it's funny because like I know the way I talk about it is like uh I I, I see that all the time mm -hmm. they it's it's a negative entity 
that tries to parade itself as a deceased loved one, uh, a child, oh, no. a spirit, oh. you know, um, yourself, you know, like it, it's, uh, that's the tactic. They're, they're such infiltrators, negative spirits. So that's, yeah. that's whole goal you know and and to do that if they need to get close to you first they'll do that you know what I mean and mm -hmm. um uh in terms of that oppressive spirit uh going back to him being an abuser in life uh -huh. um I almost feel you know and I you know I'm I, it's just something I pick up on now a little bit but I would not be safe to say this 100% till I was like at the school and feeling him again. Mm -hmm. But I would not be surprised if he was a home invader. Like if uh, he was someone who has already like, broken that barrier. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Like, wow. He like wanted to be let in, uh, especially the fact he thrives on potentially sexual abuse and um, you know, that vulnerability and, and people or women uh, I just get a feeling about, like, the doorbell specifically and just that energy of, like, wanting them to let him in mm -hmm. was something I had in life. Like, yes, open the door, open the door, and I'm going to come in and take you, you know, take what I want from you. And that's the energy I feel from him, and that's why I feel he was so intrigued by that doorbell. You know, just, like, the playing of it and, like, getting that fear again out of them, things like that. Yeah, that was that was a scary story, and that was another one that was connected to Katie's um, experience of seeing the shadow man in Andrew's kitchen that one night, where she saw this like clear as day, blacker than black image of a man in a hat in his kitchen, and he even saw it too. And it was just wow. the way Katie described it; it was like it, it wanted her fear, like she just felt so scared <laughs> yeah. and vulnerable. She started exactly. crying and then yeah. it disappeared and she was like, I just felt violated. Like, I just felt like he wanted that rise out of me. That's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. That was, wow. that was the energy he had when I was there. And it's, and it's, again, it's, it's not in the way that a demon would have that. It's not in that like careless, like, oh, this is cat and mouse. This is fun. Mm -hmm. It's not in that way. It's in the malicious, like a dark, uh, human intention of like wanting hurt you know wanting to cause pain and hurt in that way like that's definitely how he feels to me yeah. even now like even yeah. when I think about that energy now it's just mm -hmm. a very and and what's funny is when I was first at the school I don't think he was very targety on women yet he was very like um I just, so like, this is all stupid. <laughs> like, I just hate everybody here. But um, I think, again, almost in a similar vein to how the girl had her growth of, like, you know, oh, okay, I'm getting kind of used to this. Like, all the items I can take and, like, all the girls getting ready. In her, in the opposite side of that, on his spectrum, it's almost like he's like, oh, all these young girls around. Like, oh, all these oh. You know, and starts to grow in his way, which is in a darker descent. It's in yeah. like starting to go more and more evil in a way. Have you ever experienced him personally at the dorms? Like, did he try anything um, with you? 
I, I experienced oppression from him and like, yeah. again, also that feeling of like, uh, vulnerability and, mm -hmm. um, like someone's like watching me, like, you know, uh, there'd be times I wouldn't want to like undress things like that. Like you kind of feel like he's yes. like, hanging out. Um, that is so funny you say that because, uh, some of the girls from your year would say that like, yeah. they, even if they're by themselves inside their room and no one's there they felt uncomfortable yeah and the way he does it he wants you to feel like that like oh. that's how he gets off because like <laughs> i know like the couple times it would happen to me he'd be standing direct in the doorway just looking at me it's almost like the same feeling of like uh or the same feeling I would imagine when there's, like, a producer or somebody. Like, you know that scene in Fame, you yeah. know, where, like, that's how it feels, kind of, you know, is he's, like, just watching and wants to see every little movement, and you're like, me, <laughs> like, you're yeah. like, you know, I don't like this, oh. so... Man, yeah. Fame called a lot of things out that are definitely made visible now, like, extremely yeah. visible now, but, um, but... I was told this by Jeff. I don't know if you remember Jeff Steele from that class. Yeah, I think so. But we were doing a fitting. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing a fitting with him, and I someone mentioned in, during the fitting in front of him about what was going on, and he was like, oh, we're talking about ghosts. I'm all about it. I'm actually – I have a lot of stories. And we started talking about his experiences growing up, his attachments. He had a couple of things attached to him. One oh, of yeah. them, oh yeah, one of them, he said, oh yeah, that, that dark figure, I think it's connected to me. I think it has something oh, to wow. do with me that I had carried ever since I was young. And apparently he went to a psychic or someone who released that bond between them both. And While he was going to the school? While he was going to the school and it most likely stayed there because like you said, it's just feeding off of everyone's feelings and energy so it's gotten stronger and stronger i would buy that for sure because okay. the level of aggression that this oh. spirit has mm -hmm. reminds me of my own lady you know yeah. the the just the level of um malintent so is he a medium or does he is he just like a sensitive or he just like He's very sensitive. He's very, very sensitive. I think he has a gift. I really do because it's been passed down from his grandfather to him. Yeah. So probably. And I think, you know, he's also one that he had a lot of issues like mentally, like he suffered from depression. He suffered from anxiety. He suffered from all these things. And he said that after that disattachment from whatever the psychic did, he felt a little bit better. Wow. But yeah, and um, and it was like, like you said, it may have been that oppressive yeah. being that was just holding him down mentally because, I mean, he had like, he had a, a bit of a reputation, Jeff, for, you know, having some issues in classes with the directors and certain productions that were going on, one that I really supported him in, and mm -hmm. um and yeah, so I don't know if maybe that one was left behind after everyone left, but this new class that came in, they're experiencing different entities. There's one of a cowboy that comes and goes. <laughs> There's a man in a 1940s suit. Um, there, one of the girls says that she's been in communication with Judy Garland and the little girl, of course, is still there. 
there was a stinky ghost in the third floor, one of the rooms in the third uh -huh. floor, like they would smell this rancid smell. And uh, Rissa said, yeah, it's this, <laughs> the spirit, it just doesn't do anything and just smells. It's just, it's oh, just so God. rancid. That's um, usually a really bad sign. Oh, what? Uh, it's just usually those things in my experience are um, like, uh, manifestations of very evil entities um, either that or like uh, um, the opposite of that is you might smell like roses or a one I'll smell, smell a lot of roses or like a potpourri almost if it's like a older um, yeah woman or like uh, you know or a positive spirit or an angelic spirit you'll get like very pleasant smells but then the opposite of that is with um very evil entities you'll smell a rancid just like that's that's why i say that because the word rancid is how i would explain it it's yeah. a very like <laughs> decaying rancid uh nasty smell yeah. is in my experience is always evil i mean unless this person Unless it's a human spirit that just, like, really digs body odor. Like, unless they just, like, are, like, into it, like, or it was, like, perhaps, perhaps if it had something to do with their death, too. Like, yeah. if they fell into um, a vat of, like, you know, some nasty stuff or something like that, you know, I could see so a human always... spirit... There's always going to be an exception that, like, proves the rule. Like, there's Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's such a, like, red flag. Like, oh, yeah. no, no, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. So, like, we can't really say, but Oof. definitely keep an eye out because, uh, yeah. you know, could be I, a factor. Yeah, one of the girls, uh, I mean, there's two girls that have your gift there, too, and it's Risha and Jolene. Jolene, I interviewed as well, and... um. She just said, yeah, like, I just told it to get the hell away because it really smelled. And it, and I asked her, I was like, I asked her, too, I'm like, usually that's a sign of something bad. She's like, it was always on this one specific corner, and it, it just was there. Like, it didn't do anything. It would just be there. <laughs> it was the that's weirdest weird. thing. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. That sounds uh, to me like a residual thing. That, that's what I was thinking, because if it's not doing anything, and it's just in the same corner releasing this putrid smell, then... It I don't know. Could be, um, actually, it's possible um, that the oppressive male spirit that I'm like picking up on while we're talking is. Uh, I almost get an image of like um, bodies, like uh, um, stored in a corner. So it's possible that maybe that's what she's picking up on. Oh, wow. Like smelling that. Because um, it seems almost like a trophy. To oh, hit. gross. But that's just, you know, again, I'd need to be there. But it's just something that popped into my head. So I thought I'd say it. I mean, but, yeah, uh, it, it yeah, could be but, one explanation. I yeah, mean, this was like really early on in the year, so who knows? Right. Yeah, who knows? It's it's um, funny because he, I have asked them about him, and I guess since you left because of the different types of students that have gone in, um, they have embodied a different energy, and they're a little more positive more and more each year. That's um, great. 
and I've asked this recent class, like, have you experienced him? They're like, no, we just experienced the cowboy, the man in the pinstripe suit. And uh, there's a woman in 101 that is not oppressive, but she's very intimidating, apparently. Like, she stands in the threshold between the two rooms by the bathroom that separates the suite. I don't know if you remember the layout, but there's, like, that little hallway that goes into your bedrooms. And then in that hallway is the bathroom. So apparently, like, she stands there at night and the girls hate getting up to use that bathroom because they're like, I just feel like I'm being watched as I'm being, um, as I'm going to the bathroom. All of a I sudden. think I remember her. I think she's been around. Okay. I remember her. Um, she's like, also, yeah, like you said, very neutral, but uh, like she doesn't have any bad intentions or oh. good intentions, but she's just like, this is, wants her space. Like very like, uh, stern. Is yes. Yeah, that's what Rissa said. It's very she's like, she's not bad. She hasn't pushed us. But it's just like you get this feeling like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Like you feel like you're intruding. You're intruding on her. And Rissa's like, I need to pee. (laughs) Yeah, 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 but she's chill. She's she was uh, she didn't speak or anything to Mm -hmm. me, but I saw her a few times. Ah. And it was that kind of energy that you're describing. Wow. Have you seen or felt anything in the prop or the costume shop while being there? Yeah, uh, going back to <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> what I said before, like the prop, costume, uh, theater, like those are always hot spots. Um, like the the black box rooms, um, that whole floor is very like active, but. I never felt anything negative down there. Again, it was always just um, a lot, you know, just a lot because I think it's it's almost like a store for spirits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's where they do the film and the summer classes, and it gets really intense there, especially when they do, like, there's an instructor that does the the film scenes, and he does a lot of intensive scenes. Mm-hmm. And I've had actors, like, <laughs> I had this one actor during this, this was last year in the summer, like, we had to tell him to, to get out of the floor, because he went a little too um, Daniel Day-Lewis, but rehearsing <laughs> a scene, and he started punching a table, and yelling, and screaming, and, you know, Mercy, the prop director, and I come out, we're like, what the hell's going on? And I was like, bro, are you okay? Oh, I'm just rehearsing, getting into it. I'm like, can you not no. do that? Can you not do that? This is for a scene. Like, don't break our table. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, can you do it without just, like, destroying our property? Yeah. He he turned around. He was like, whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to go talk to the summer director right now because this shouldn't be happening. You shouldn't be doing that. But I could see how that energy can attract a lot of beings. Exactly. Exactly. And And that's that's so funny that you say that because Jolene has picked up on, she said, a black mist around that area that she's never felt or seen before anywhere on the campus but it was just in that area yeah I could totally uh see that I never saw a black mist down there but um over time I can see how something would like fixate down there because of all those things we've talked about before plus the fact that yeah anytime people are acting or trying to be vulnerable that's just like an energy um fountain like that's just like Mm-hmm. A buffet, essentially. You know Ooh. what I mean? A spirit. Yeah. So, Bryce loves buffets. Um, Bryce. Bryce. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
exactly. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. wanted to, have you seen anything in, in my costume shop there or felt anything when we were doing fittings with you? I'm trying to think. I don't think I saw any specific apparitions down there. Yeah. When I was there, yeah, yeah. When I was there, it was just a general like um busy like intersection in a way. Like yeah. it wasn't any overwhelming distinct spirit at the time I was there. It was uh just a lot of this is new. Oh, you know, this makes me think of my childhood and oh, okay. this makes me um, think of my favorite clothes or like, oh, I wish I was wearing that thing I used to, you know, like <laughs> very reminiscent place for a Yeah, lot we do. I, I, bought a, I buy a lot of vintage pieces. Like part of my awesome job is going shopping because yeah. you, know, you know how it is. Like it's so accelerated. I don't know how it's going to be after this pandemic, but I get a lot of old pieces, brooches, purses, suits. Yeah. And one of the girls yeah. that I recently interviewed like seven months ago, six months ago, she was like, I keep on hearing someone in, in this aisle, Tammy, you have a suit. And I'm like, that is so funny you say that because I just bought this 1960s men's tailored suit. Yep. And it had this the man's, like, I think his initials embroidered in it. Oh, yeah. wow. And she's like, yeah, his name is Oliver and he's here. And he's just like looking through the aisle. So if you feel someone around, like, it's just him looking through the <laughs> yeah. it's so funny they really do you know like they really do just exist like it's it's so many people want you know these stories and like oh what did they do you know but it's like oh, he's just hanging out like he's just over there you know just he's chill out. yeah I try yeah. to set the space too like I just try to make it like a comfortable space as possible and, and now I always appreciate that too like they they really do because I know um like Catalina I don't know if you remember her yeah uh, she <laughs> has uh, she collects items like she just like has a lot of very old items in her apartment that she's found or collected and whenever I go over to a, her apartment um I always am just like wow like there's so much attachment here it's just crazy like it's everybody it's like everybody just picked their favorite item and they're like yeah. I'm living this now powerful <laughs> 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 and and it's not again like not a bad thing and and her spirits the spirits that attach to her items all are so grateful they all like adore her and are so uh, thankful to her um for like providing these items that they adore that they just like with yeah exactly and that's that's why um there's so much down there activity just like flowing down in the costume shop for me is because I, there's just so many different objects that people are like zoning in on. You know what I mean? There's just mm -hmm. a lot of that loving an object and just wanting to attach to it. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah, definitely. You can work in peace. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. Like, I tell whatever's there, like, hey, guys, I'm here. Good morning. This is what I, I started talking to Oliver. I'm like, Oliver, this is what's going on. There's a pandemic, so you're going to have to deal with me. Let's watch. I'm going to work on some masks. We're going to watch some Netflix. All right. <laughs> so, I like the vibe of Oliver. I haven't met him, but I like the he, vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <up> the <laughs> He's an interesting one, but yeah, nothing, nothing 
out of the ordinary has happened since. I know Mr. Garcia, I don't know if you remember Mr. Garcia, he had an experience in one of the dance rooms or the restrooms by NVPB or A. He said that he saw a leg of a man in a urinal stall next to him. But it was it was so funny because he was like, it was a pant leg. It was like a pinstripe pant leg. And he had two-toned shoes. And he's like, I swear to God, I thought, Someone was next to me, even though when I entered the bathroom, no one was there. That's funny. That's crazy. And and apparently there is something in that stall and that and those restrooms in NBP A and B. Are you talking about by um? Oh my god! The dance studios and the musical theater. Yes. Every time, every time, every time I go in there, every time. Tell me before I go in. Tell me what you felt in there. So I could compare it to this, this I story. I couldn't even, like, give a specific. I just know every time I went in there, it was that feeling of, like, there is something in yes. here, you know? And it never wanted me to see it fully to a degree. I think one time I saw a fleeting shadow in the mirror behind me. I think oh. I saw that one time. But that was as much as I ever got as far as physical. Um, yeah apparition in that bathroom but that hallway and every time in that bathroom there is just something I wonder if it's a portal or I'm wondering if it's one of if it's uh Brennan if you know what I mean because that woman has a lot of like mental Mm -hmm. things and I don't know if she's attracted she has gone through a lot unfortunately yeah Yeah. um and like a lot a lot and she's also survived cancer so I don't know if it's attracted to her and what they're feeding off of her, if it's a portal, but it's always that restroom or those restrooms. And that's so funny that you said that there's something there because even people that don't have your gift, the students that would go in there, they hate being in there. They it's say a that feeling. They it's feel a very it. distinct feeling in that bathroom. And that's and, what I mean. Like I didn't yeah. see anything specific, but it's just a like you go in there and there's just an essence in the in the place that you're just like. Mm. And yeah. um, they say I think the the new one that has surfaced is yeah I keep on hearing a woman crying in the bathroom and no and I would walk in and no one's there because. Cause you see all the doors to the stalls open, they go in there and they do their business. And she's like, and one of the students like, yeah, I'm in mid P and I'm hearing someone in the stall next to me cry. Like they're crying. Well, also, (coughs) excuse me, that bathroom lends itself to sorrow. That bathroom is the perfect place to go. If you want to go cry in a bathroom and this, of course, you know what I mean? Him. like it's in the back it's in the yeah. back yeah. Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hart has definitely caused a lot of those students to cry in that bathroom <laughs> you roll up he's like you're not talented and everything you're doing is Disney magic and you're just weeping like it's yeah like, yeah it's just tough love it's just <laughs> So funny. It's that's, that, I mean, it is true because, like, every time I would go use the bathroom on the second floor in the next building, in the administration building, like, in the mm-hmm. very beginning of fall semester, you get those couple of fall students crying in there because they are told that, yeah. you know, they have, they have a lot of work to do. That's yeah, just, yeah, exactly. They're not the, the most talented ones. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Second year breakdown that everyone has. 
Yeah, so multiple times. Oh. <laughs> might not all get it at the same time, but everyone oh. has the second year breakdown and it is visceral and it is, it is. It's visceral. It, is. it won't happen to me two weeks later. You're like oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. devastating. Yeah. Very devastating. <laughs> bathroom like I, I, totally it almost like calls you to it okay? you know what I mean? like, it's so true it's very true um i do have a question for you if you don't mind me asking uh i have an investigation this friday uh one of the girls that attends the the academy they live in an apartment i want to say it's off of is it off of Hollywood and Highland? But their apartment's right across from the the mall, from the Hollywood and Highland mall. Okay. And they're experiencing, well, the girl that's living there, they're experiencing things going missing, things being thrown at them, the bed shaking while they're sleeping, and shadow figures. So I don't know if it's possible if I may ask you what to expect when I go in and interview her and do a, a walkthrough in her apartment. So... First thing I'm going to say there, especially if you're noticing yourself being more open, is you need to take protection and right. set protection in place. Um, I'm sure you already do a lot of that since oh. you're familiar with investigation. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like number one to me because, like, it's funny, like, every now and then you'll, like, when we've been talking today, you'll tell me a story and I'll hear, like, one or two things and I'm like, oh, red flag. Or, like, you know, there's, like, I'm like, that's bad news. I have not had any positive bed shakers. <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> you know, that's usually not a great He's sign. I'm on hinge, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so I definitely take some protection there. Um, I would also make sure you know everything you can know about this girl who okay. um, lives in the apartment. Um, I feel like there is some information there that she may not be fully disclosing. Okay. That, uh, she feels is not vital to this investigation, but that actually is hugely vital to this investigation. Wow. Um, that's just something I've just felt maybe just now, but like, you know, just be aware of that. Um, and that could even just be because of ignorance. Like so exactly. often you're like, that doesn't matter. It, it's exactly. not part of it. Mm-hmm. exactly yeah and that's that's definitely like I don't get I don't feel any negative intention from her but it's definitely yeah like you said just I feel like there's something that she maybe doesn't feel she needs to share and you know obviously we have to respect that but mm-hmm. like mm, that's a good point yeah but it also might put you in a little more risk um so again just go in full guns up protection ready um, and I think you should be okay, but I will be really interested to see how the investigation goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've investigated the, the apartment before. To me, I feel like it's the school, uh, like the school is just a lot of, uh, rotation, a lot of energy. The apartment is new. Yeah. It, it was just built a year ago and it's actually across from not too far away from where the original Hollywood hotel once stood, which is now the Madame Tussauds museum. But I also told them like, this is, your guys are not that far from the American Legion lodge, which is also very haunted. The Hollywood sign is just up the street. You know, you're pretty much central to a lot of uh, rotation. You have a lot of cars, a lot of traffic. A man died in front of their apartment complex. He was shot. Something happened. There was a duck. 
yeah, you remember that it was on the news. And um, so, yeah. So thank you for letting me know. Yeah, sure. I felt the, the need to ask you because something told me ask her what's, what's up because I felt like there's something there and yeah. I'm like that it, they're not saying or they're not grasping. Something is, is like kind of like the highlight or the pin in this whole exactly. investigation. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like especially if the apartments are new and it's a, an, uh, um, a haunting, so to speak, to that degree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very possible. And also with the little like ping that I got a second ago, I it's very possible it's attached to her. Um, yes. Not the house or not the lo- land. Um, and then probably what's happening there is whatever has attached to her through whatever event or um, thing she's not disclosing. Mm. Um, all these central energies of uh, these other places that are surrounding and, you know, the guy who got shot, things mm. like that. That's all energy hotspot for this one entity, which is why he's seemingly stronger at this moment and is able to shake the bed and... I don't feel great about him. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely. He's also that. another, he's a creeper one. He's, I feel, and I told him, I'm like, he's the one that's doing all this. And I feel like you guys are something, someone's te- like, someone's not telling me something of why he's attracted to you specifically, you guys. You I know? think it's, that's so interesting to me that you felt that because the way like when I get little like I guess you'd call them premonitions I always mm-hmm. feel so hokey about using words like that but like you yeah. know yeah if if that's what you call it like like just a minute ago when we were talking um and a couple times we've been talking I've had a few of those in relation to the spirits we've been talking about oh. and um oh I just totally that's so funny that's something that happens <laughs> <laughs> like totally uh it's weird it's like it goes blank um but yeah in terms of like those little moments when when you first Mm. asked me that question I had that very distinct like like I said feeling there's something that yeah like you said that she's just there's something missing something she's not telling you um Mm -hmm. and unfortunately I think that that thing is very traumatic and I think that that trauma has resulted in this attachment um what she needs to know i suggest maybe if you don't want to push her Mm -hmm. to tell you whatever the thing is i would just do my best to emphasize how important that is okay she'll know you know Mm -hmm. even if she doesn't want to say like oh yeah that thing happened to me. You, if you say like he's probably preying on um, something that happened to you, or he, you know, you know, if you say something like that, she's gonna know. You okay. know, it's gonna be the first thing that'll pop in her head, and she'll she'll be aware of. But I totally agree. I think there's something that's crucial information that uh, she's not comfortable sharing, or maybe is ignorant and being relevant. Mm. Um, and he is living for that. That's okay. where he's come from and why he's one of the reasons he's so strong now, because, uh, 
these times too are tough, like with quarantine and things like that. Everyone's Huge. heightened and everyone's upset almost always. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I was reading an article in the New York Times how like people who are in quarantine or even in haunted homes, they're experiencing a spike of activity. So and we're physically home more. We yeah. are. We're, we're definitely the buffet's open longer. Like Exactly. exactly. The buffet's open longer. Buffet time. Yeah. It's, exactly. it's a Vegas buffet to them. Yeah, <laughs> so. Exactly. I love, but ooh. What yeah. um what other before we come to a close, um, what advice would you have for her to protect herself from this specific entity or anyone that's going through something mm-hmm. like this? How does one protect oneself when they're dealing with this oppressive energy? So number one is taking control Mm. number one is you have got to fight them back it's going to be a literal battle it's going to be a literal battle and you need to bring your sword like a hundred percent it is not as simple as just saying oh get out of my house and not meaning it you have to claim your body your soul your mind your home your family, you have to claim everything and you demand, you don't ask, you demand that Mm. they leave. And uh, me personally, I know not everyone's religious, but look to whatever your higher power is as a source of power in yourself and use that as well. Um, Because, you know, whatever that might be for you, it's that energy of I'm protected and this is holding me, you know, and, and I'm safe, you know, right. that's, that's what's important is the energy there. If you are religious or you're comfortable using these things, um, St. Michael is uh, the archangel of uh, protection and like negative, you know, battles negative spirits. And I've heard some beautiful, beautiful stories about people calling to uh, um Michael and then literally witnessing a battle of good and evil in front of them and uh, seeing just amazing things. So I always think of him, get a pendant, Mm. you know, a little pendant, carry it with you. Um, They don't like it. Negative, negative spirits. They will try to scare you from defending yourself. They're just like human abusers. They're just like human abusers. They will gaslight you they will do all these things yeah exactly like they will do everything yeah yeah to make you think you're crazy make you not trust yourself make you think you're too weak um make you too weak they will do everything they can whether it's hurting something close to you anything they will try to tear you down and you just have to rise above it and you have to fight them and you have to take your power and that is just number one if i had to give any advice is that um aside from that i do a lot of meditation um i would set you know uh, actual practices in place such as salting your window your door um a broom at your door any type of like hearth protection uh sigils you know things like that around your house to make you feel you know safer and that you've put things in place um there's debate on it right now in terms of potentially being cultural appropriation um Mm -hmm. but 
I would do some type of smoke cleansing, um, whatever you feel comfortable. I'm not into gatekeeping, so I feel that if you uh, feel good about using sage, then use sage. I think that's, you know, I don't think anyone would take that away from you. So I say use whatever you feel smoke-wise or cleansing-wise is good for you, and that makes you feel strong. Do a nice cleansing. Cleanse yourself. Take a nice bath or a shower and just envision all of these negativities melting off of you. It's almost like a really advanced version of self-care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of brujari is involved. Like you do exactly. like, the, the, the mopping of the floor with uh, rosemary and lavender exactly. to cleanse it all out. Like you're brushing it all out. Yeah. And that's 100% true. And that's so funny you said that. I gave them black salt. Uh, which is cauldron salt, and that's what I use because a lot of people are, oh, what's black salt? And I and I learned from a workshop like black salt's actually very powerful. I put it on my doorways of my apartment. I gave them a bag of it um, and some Palo Santo and some manzanilla, and they're like, oh, that's a calming herb. I'm like, yeah, you need to drink it because yeah. whatever mindset you're in right now is absorbing whatever's out there into this apartment. Exactly. Especially with this particular case, it's yes. so attached to her mental her. state. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's why it's coming and going and then strong sometimes and then not there and then strong, you know. Because, yeah, the first time I interviewed her, I felt it. Like, I felt like there's something else that's not there because the other girls have claimed their, their stance. And now that one of them is not there, she's the stronger energy. She's not there. I feel like she's more vulnerable. And I noticed this because a couple of days ago, she was like, Tammy, last night my bed shook. I was by myself. My bed was shaking like someone was shaking my bed. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I could come over. I could interview you. We could have Rissa on um, Skype and she, we could do a walkthrough again. But I need to sit down and fully interview her, yeah. interview her and not just interview the experiences. But I really need to dig deeper. I feel like, yeah, like you said, like it's there's definitely something. there's something there. And I feel it. It's always just with her, always yeah. with her. Yeah. And it's possible that this thing wasn't always attached. But then, yeah, like you said, there, it's possible that she just uh, had something prayable. Pray, that he could just latch on to and, and, you know, uh, oppress her with, wow. you know, cause that's what they look for. It's, it's just like the, uh, the lady I had in my youth and young adulthood, you know, there's just, they smell something. It's very predatory. They well, smell if, something if in you. If you're empty, then they can feed on that. But if you're full, if you're a fully like controlled and which is, you know, an eternal struggle and journey. It's not like right. you ever arrive at that destination. But, like, if you're weak, it's easier for them. If you're, like, strong, then they, then you are in control. Absolutely. Right. And, uh, like, don't get me wrong. There are times when it's going to be hard, no matter what, no matter how strong you are. Um, I've, there are some very strong attachments and uh, if the entity, especially a demonic entity, um, they are experts at uh, taking a strong person and making them as weak as any anybody could be, wow. you know, and then it only takes a second um, for you to lose sight. And then that's when you start looking into maybe having to take uh, other methods, you know, into consideration to right. solve those things. Right. But um, 
hopefully it won't come to that with this. I feel like it's good. I feel like I feel that there are good things coming from the fact that you guys know about this and that she's reaching out. And I feel like that's good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, be, you'd be surprised. We get we get people who email us. I think they really think we're like an investigation that's professional. So cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bryce is the skeptic, but you need that mindset into the environment. Um, but yeah, like I important too, because like you need to fact check, you know, there yeah. are times, even me, you know, I'll be in a, in a, in an investigation and I'll hear a noise and I'm like, what was that? You know, like, cause you're on the alert and then you have to go look like, was it the air conditioning unit? Was it this and this, yeah. you know, it's so important because I, I think it's just, I, I think it's so important to go hand in hand with that because it is easy for the imagination to run wild. You know, and once you prove the facts, that's when you can really look at something and say, oh, that's yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? That's when you get to really just like revel in the weirdness that just happened. And, you know, <laughs> like, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you once again, Peyton, for, we kind of went on a, on a side note tangent, but it was great. It, this is all great information. Um Tell us where people can find you if they have any questions, if you're open to that. Yeah, totally. Um, I like, have my personal Facebook. I really don't mind if people reach out to me on there, just Peyton Bain Reynolds. Um, you can also reach out to me at Patey Puff on uh, Instagram, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> and yeah, I'm totally open if anybody needs help or um, anything like that. Uh, if I, if I feel a connection, especially to the email or to whatever the particular story is, I'll definitely reach out back to them. Um, and thank you guys just so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for course, being so patient with me. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. We, we were going to get you regardless. Like, we, we knew it was going to come. <laughs> Knocked on my door like, we're doing it! <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great, like, sitting down, talking to you and talking ghosts and everything in your special and gift. I could talk for hours more. So if you guys ever <laughs> want to do this again, like we can totally. We start. will. I'll definitely get you involved in uh, other investigations and cases because totally. uh, I would love to pick your brain. You definitely helped me out with this case. Zachariah has done this before. We have a friend, Zachariah the Witch, who, I mean, like out of the blue, he'll tell me, hey, be careful, or hey, look out for this. And I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> Dude, I tell everybody, like, everybody needs to have a medium in their pocket because we are, like, constantly looking out for you even if we don't mean to. Like, yeah. like so I can't tell you how many times I text people and I'm like, hey, I just wanted to make sure you're doing okay. I wanted to send you some love. And, like, they might not even know why I texted them, but then they're like, I needed that. <laughs> you know? That's good. No, that's, that's amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's we awesome. We all need that medium cheerleader. We need that spiritual yeah. cheerleader in our life. Like That's an app or something. Like yeah. In chaos. We have to look out for each other. Like We do. We got to have each other's backs because God knows nobody else does. No. Yeah, it's especially right now. It's yeah. just so much. It's... The, the people need to come together and just love each other and yeah. support Aww. each other for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much once again, Peyton. Appreciate and it. we'll definitely have you back on soon for yeah. sure. Right. You guys have a great day, okay? Bye. Yes, everyone say holly weird. Bye. Holly weird. <laughs>
A very, very huge thank you to our homegirl with the gifts, with the site, Peyton Reynolds. Thank you so much for sitting down and getting Holly weird with us. It was one fun and weird conversation, and trust me, we all liked it. Except for Bryce, maybe a little bit, because he was getting a little scared. You could hear the crack in his voice. (laughs) And of course, another huge thank you to our Patreons. Without your support, we wouldn't have this podcast. And it's because of your donations that this episode was made possible. You guys produced it, and thank you. Speaking of Patreon, if you want to become a Hollywood producer and help produce Hollywood Paranormal, you can. Just for as little as $1 or more per month, you can help produce our podcast. Head on over to www.patreon.com for more information. We also want to recognize our new Holly Weirdo Patreons. Let's give a warm Holly Weird Patreon welcome to Melinda, Lauren B., Tiffany Lelebo, Deborah Ware, and Cassandra Grisalva. I hope I pronounced all your names correctly. If not, then you can go email Bryce. To find out more information about Hollyweird Paranormal and about your hosts, then head on over to www.hollyweirdparanormal.com to learn more. Also get caught up on past and current episodes and seasons through our website and take a trip and browse through our merch store. Check out the new retro threads and graphic designs by our friend Noisy Project. If you love Hollywood Paranormal, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us an awesome review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot, and it helps us become a little more visible. Can't get enough of Hollywood Paranormal? Then stalk us on Instagram and Facebook at Hollywood Paranormal and Twitter at HWP Podcast. Have a story that you're dying to share, no pun intended? Then email us at hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com. Want to hear more Hollywood Paranormal? Well, you can. You can catch up on our past and current episodes and seasons on Blueberry.net, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Android, Stitcher, Google Play, CastBox, Player FM, and Spotify. We're everywhere. Till next time, friends, always remember that there's light behind the darkness. Take care of one another, be kind to each other, and most of all, take care of yourselves. Stay healthy, stay safe, and most of all, friends, stay holly weird. Till next time, we'll leave you with the rest of the song Rooftop by Clueless Kid.